0: Taking control of numbers with Michael E. Cohen. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart, fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com/macvoices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we're back with another update to a take control book that I think is one that is way too often overlooked. The, the not the take control book, the subject of the take control book, and I think we all, should, as Apple users, should pay a lot more attention to it. I'm talking, of course, about Numbers, the Apple-oriented uh, spreadsheet, and take control of Numbers by Sharon Zardetto. Sharon couldn't join us this time around, but we have both the tech and copy editor, Michael Cohen to walk us through this a little bit and tell us what's there, what's not there, and why we should be paying attention to numbers. Michael, great to have you sporting, um, as we record <laughs> this, you have you have reason to celebrate uh, the L.A. Dodgers.
1: Yeah, we're, we're about uh, a little over 12 hours past the uh, end of the National League Divisional mm-hmm. Series, which was probably the most dramatic season and series I've ever seen. So... And the fact that the Dodgers won, and that I am a lifelong Dodger fan, allows me to wear this blue cap, which also keeps the light from reflecting in my glasses so much. So that's
0: <laughs> okay. So that's that's the sports report on on this edition of Mac Voices. We'll be doing weather next, and uh... <laughs> and if you're ba- and if you're watching this from the Bay area, I
1: feel your pain because as a Dodger fan, I felt the same sort of pain many years
0: when you guys won. So. <laughs> So you are—you were both tech and copy editor for this book, and I think you've been that way for you know quite some time. Well,
1: several editions, yes.
0: Yeah, um, and so you know we always end up with these interviews saying, "Well, what's new?" And I think that's as good a place to start as any. What's new in this version of the book? And we also have a little bit of a of a story to tell about what is not in this edition of of uh, of Take Control of Numbers.
1: Well, first of all, one of the nice things about Take Control books, when they're about particular applications, but generally Take Control books can come out in a number of versions over the years as they get revised. And each revision has a lovely thing right at the beginning, which says, what's new? So if you forget what I'm going to tell you today, you can find it in the book itself right after the introduction. Anyway, what's Sharon really focused on this time around, as numbers went to version 11 for her, Uh, was a discussion of the color well. Let's see, in fact, I'll bring up my notes here because um, the the color well, which is kind of important because so much in numbers can be colored in a lot of different ways, and that can be really helpful when you're trying to isolate information if you use colors properly. So she talks about that a lot. Uh, Numbers added a bunch of options for adding titles and captions to anything on the page. Let me backtrack a bit. If you're an Excel user, you're familiar with spreadsheets. They take up the whole screen. Numbers isn't based on a spreadsheet. You call it a spreadsheet program, but it really isn't because it presents you with what are called sheets. And on these sheets, you can place tables, which are spreadsheets, and graphs, and artwork, and almost anything else. So it's a much different sort of environment where you can have three or four spreadsheets visible right in front of you on the same sheet. So color can come in really handy for that sort of thing. And titles and captions as well when you're putting stuff together on the page. And finally, she talks in a great deal of detail about the new Organize Inspector, which allows you to sort your data in a lot of different ways and categorize and omit stuff and bring other stuff in. And so that's one of the big things she focused on. And then minor things about the Template Chooser and the Sidebar and Inspectors. And a very useful numbers tool, the Smart View Strip, which lives at the bottom of the screen. And when you click on any cell, it shows you what's in the cell and gives you formulas you can apply to it and a bunch of other information. It's a useful little tool, and she goes into that in some detail. Now, as tech editor, one of my jobs is to go through the book as she describes features and provides examples and try them all out to see if they work and let her know, you know, if she's misstated something and like that. So I've had to try out almost everything that's in the book in order to do my tech editing job. So, you know, I'm reasonably familiar with that sort of thing. This is how I learn applications. I become a tech editor for a book about it.
0: Okay. So (laughs) a a, a couple things here. Um, First of all, you know, let's, let's just, Take care of the elephant in the room. You know, if you are a heavy duty spreadsheet user, then you are familiar with Excel, and that's probably where you need to stay. Numbers right. numbers is, I think, numbers is underrated for its its abilities because, first of all, and you just said it, you know, when I open up a sheet in numbers, I'm not I'm not confronted with this endless scrolling of. You know, rows and columns. I've got a kind of a set working area. Now I can expand that area. I think I, I don't know what the limits are because I've never really taken them. They're
1: beyond something you'd probably ever want to reach, Chuck.
0: Exactly. Exactly, which is where Excel comes in. So, you know, I, I don't need column 12,765. I just don't. I'm, I'm never going to get there. Um, so I, I really love numbers for that. I love numbers because of some of the things you said, the way that you can embed different things in it. It's a lot more multimedia friendly, if you will, which sounds really weird to be talking about a spreadsheet in a multimedia capacity, but it just, I find it to be a much more welcoming workspace than, um, than, than Excel is. Well, there, there, there's
1: two things f- about that one is aesthetic and one is practical. Aesthetically, numbers is just a much prettier program than Excel. It's nice to look at. It's easy on the eyes. More importantly, though, the fact that although multimedia doesn't seem to be a good match with a spreadsheet, spreadsheets don't live in a vacuum. They're designed for you to organize and calculate information and to present that information. And especially as you go up the executive food chain to present that information to your superiors, any illustrations, any additional information you can supply, is useful to people who aren't actually building the spreadsheet themselves. And Numbers gives you all the tools to put other stuff on the page, you know, charts, diagrams, textual descriptions, pictures, what have you, to help you illustrate what are showing you. And if you've got the sort of uh, superior who needs that help, it's a real godsend, because you don't have to send a whole bunch of different documents up the food chain. Here, take this key, uh, Numbers spreadsheet, open it up, and the information's all in there,
0: and and again, that sounds. I mean, that sounds so Apple-like, you know. And and I guess it is logical since it's an Apple product, but it's mm-hmm. a, it's a different way of looking at spreadsheets and and the, the the things that most of us do with them. And again, if you if you're a heavy-duty user, then okay, maybe maybe not. But that's up for you for you to decide. But for the rest of us. I feel like people don't open numbers because they're they've been intimidated by Excel. And once mm. you can just get them in there and do just a little bit of that first project or two, it's like, wow this this is actually kind of like Keynote. It's kind of fun to work with as opposed yes, to drudgery.
1: <laughs> it can be a, an awful lot of fun, in fact. But I'm the sort of person who plays with software, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, one of those weird kids, you know, who likes uh, opening up the tool chest and see what all the tools do, takes the house apart in the process.
0: Okay. That makes you a perfect tech editor. <laughs> mm. Talk a little bit more, if you will, about the coloring, uh, colorizing options, because I think I, I'm with you. I think that uh, that is potentially super useful and will again, be overlooked by, uh, Because I mean, the uh, basics
1: are that you know, if you have you know a table presenting a lot of numbers, somewhere on that table you're going to be wanting to highlight certain numbers because they're like the totals or the averages. They're the result of other calculations on the sheet, and you've got the option there to colorize them in all sorts of different ways. And because Apple has all of these tools that it uses in other applications to color stuff, like in Pages and Keynote and elsewhere. They're in numbers as well. So it's the same technology. And if you color a cell, you don't just get to choose from basic colors. You can actually choose colors that will harmonize with the other colors you're using on the sheet because the color system is smart enough to say, well, here's some compatible colors for you. If you want a whole color palette to use. So it's got that sort of thing going as well. And of course, you can apply colors with RGB colors, HTML colors, however you like to describe colors. There's a way to put it on the sheet. You can colorize the sheet which sits behind the tables, which are your spreadsheets. You can colorize the sheets as well. And because a document can have multiple sheets, multiple pages, each spreadsheets on them, you can color code those as well to make them look good or to differentiate them. So there's a lot of things you can do with color and understanding how color works is the key to getting it all working on your uh, spreadsheet. So Sharon goes into that in a good deal of detail and I had a lot of fun playing around with it. You can even, if you stick a photograph <laughs> an image in your spreadsheet, n- the numbers color system can look at that photograph and come up with compatible colors that will complement the setting around the picture.
0: And, and that, that idea, I mean, I, I can think of one particular use that I had for numbers where it just became so much easier than, than using Excel was um, to try to put together a, a basically a roster of people Okay, mm-hmm. name, phone number, contact information, and a little bio, and then we wanted to put a photo in, and that that sounds easy. And yeah, you could do it in a page layout program, but um, ha- having it in a in in a quote unquote quote, spreadsheet makes things a lot easier to sort when you want to you know pick one of those and sort by, and that is a, a prime example of you know where I would need. The, the power of, of numbers that makes it so much easier to insert that graphic, or in this case, a small uh, thumbnail photo. you know, mm-hmm. Rather than trying to do a lot of layout or anything, it's like, okay, that's where it's going to go, paste it in, and it's done.
1: There's another use for colors as well, which come in really handy on a, on a live spreadsheet that you're fiddling with. You can set on any given cell, conditions for how it should look depending upon the value that's in the cell so if you're looking at a profit and loss statement you can actually have it automatically change from red to black depending on you know what what the numbers elsewhere in the spreadsheet show you so you can grade stuff that way or can separate different categories of information because the cell will know what color it needs to be depending on what's in it so that's a very useful feature
0: yeah a couple of times you've mentioned when you can have multiple spreadsheets on a, on a on a, uh, a sheet yes. Expl- explain how that works and what that kind of looks like. Are the spreadsheets floating above
1: the sheet uh, no they're, they're, they're elements on the sheet. Think of the sheet as a big piece of paper and on that piece of paper you can glue on a table, which is a spreadsheet with rows and columns and do all the calculating you can stick on a photograph you can stick on one of the many shapes from apple's media library you know which you can fill with text uh you can have several spreadsheets visible several tables visible on the same sheet you know if you want to compare two different sorts of things you know here's here's the northeastern part of our company here's the southwestern part here here are there you know sales statements and there'll be two separate tables but they can be side by side and it doesn't have to be part, it doesn't have to be one spreadsheet, it's several. And because you can have several sheets or several tables on a sheet, the tables, the cells in the tables can refer to other tables in the document, even on other sheets because a numbers document can have multiple sheets, multiple pages, each with multiple tables on them and all sorts of other stuff as well. So it's, a, it's sort of a presentation package for information, for numerical and sortable information is what Numbers really is, as well as being a spreadsheet program with all the features, all the functions that you'd expect a spreadsheet program to have.
0: Got it. Got it. So let's talk for a second about what's not in this edition of Take Control of Numbers and why. <laughs>
1: Well, Sharon fell afoul of the plague or the curse that I've been battling for years, which I call the uh, Apple uh, Works Curse. And that is, for me, I've been doing Take Control of Pages for years. And it seems almost every time I come out with a new version or a new edition, within a week, Apple releases a whole new version of the program, which makes my book, if not obsolete, at least a little out of date. And it has happened without fail, almost without fail, for the entire time I've been writing Take Control of Pages. Well, it, it bit Sharon this time around. A week after she released Numbers 3rd Edition 3.0, Apple released an update to Numbers, which includes a feature that people have been talking about for a long, long time that Numbers should have, something called Pivot Tables, which is an advanced feature which most people don't even know how to use in fact, i 'm not really sure how to use them myself, uh, but uh, Apple added that in, and so her book does not cover pivot tables. However, interesting enough, Sharon knows enough about spreadsheets that in writing this book, she has covered the issue of what pivot tables can tell you and how to work around that with the features that numbers had until pivot tables were introduced. So you can still find out a lot about what pivot tables do just by following the book, even though it never actually shows you the pivot table feature. And if you don't know what pivot tables are, let's not go into it because that's sort of like high spreadsheet geekery.
0: Well, it's that's a really good way to. I think I want that on a t-shirt: high spreadsheet geekery. <laughs> um, but you know, I can I can say one thing about pivot tables that I know one particular CFO who is on a mission to ban pivot tables from their organization, uh, not hmm. because they're not useful, but because if if and when somebody builds it one wrong and it filters the wrong information, it's so darn difficult to in and, and troubleshoot that there are easier ways, and and it sounds like Sharon goes through some of those ways, you know, in the book to work around it, whether we're talking about Excel or Numbers. CFO is exactly. not working in in Numbers. They're working in Excel, and they prefer not to, to use it. And so, I mean, a right. power, powerful feature if you know how to use it, but, ugh, you know, dangerous. Well, well you've got two, two um,
1: opposing things going on when you're dealing with any spreadsheet, whether it's a full-screen spreadsheet like Excel gives you or tables on a sheet that Numbers gives you, and that is they're there to encode and present information, mostly numerical information, and a lot of it in rows and columns and give you summaries and formulas and that sort of business. But, you know, the information is usually all in front of you. The whole point of pivot tables and some of the other things that Sharon goes into is sometimes you don't want all of that stuff in your face. You want to hide the guts and just show the high points. And that's what one of the things the pivot tables can give you And categories, which Sharon talks about in the book can give you ways of filtering the information. So the sheet only shows you the stuff you really need to see and hides all the gory details in hidden rows, hidden columns or somewhere else, or even on another sheet, on another table in the document. So, you know, you want to have all the information in front of you at your fingertips. And that's a great thing these spreadsheets do. But sometimes you want to hide all that information because it's just too distracting. And that's what these features in a spreadsheet can do. But when you hide information, sometimes you may be hiding the wrong stuff. You know, the devil is in the details and the devil doesn't
0: like to be ignored. This edition of Mac Voices is sponsored by Upstart. Fair and fast personal loans. Go to upstart.com slash Mac Voices and find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments. What would you do if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt? Isn't it time you find out? With Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly and easily and start living your life. Upstart has been used by over a million people to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. You could be next. Upstart makes it easy because it's all online. And unlike some other options, Upstart doesn't just look at your credit score, but also at your current employment and credit history to get you a smarter rate. Checking with Upstart doesn't impact your credit score, and the process takes just minutes, with loans from $1,000 to $50,000. And after you accept your terms, you can receive your funds in as little as one business day. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash macvoices. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot slash macvoices. Don't forget to use my URL to let them know I sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Upstart for their support of Mac Voices. <laughs> well said. Well said. And, and you know, I'm, I'm slamming pivot tables a little bit because um, I've had my own experiences with pivot tables. And you know, it, it's, I mean, they're like a sharp knife. In the right hands, you know, they maybe a scalpel is even a better example. In the right hands, they can do some amazing things. In the wrong hands, you start losing limbs. And, you know, oh. that's, that's not what you want to do. No.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, that's why pivot tables aren't in the book. But there's a huge amount in the book. In fact, Sharon and I have had a sort of take control competition going for the last several years about who has written the longest take-control book, <laughs> the one with the most pages. And sometimes she'll get a little bit in the lead and sometimes I'll get a little Because we're using Apple's works programs that uh you think they're simple. You know, Apple gives them away for free, for heaven's sake. You know, how good could they possibly be? But there are so many features in numbers or in pages or both. And because they run on Macs, iPads, iPhones, and the web, there's a huge amount of stuff to cover. So these books get really big really quick if you want to cover all the things that they can do, or even just all the important things they can do. So the books tend to be a little bit longer. But anyway, her numbers book is not quite as long. It's within like 20 pages, so, but not quite as long is my most recent edition of the pages book, so I guess I, I win there if that's winning. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Twenty more pages you have to update the next in the next version. Then.
1: Twenty more pages that Joe has to publish. Twenty more pages that somebody has to edit. <laughs> yeah, but gosh, you- I, I think numbers were a lot less full featured because those books would be a lot easier to edit and write.
0: Well, that's. I was going to go right there because you know you, you made an interesting statement that they give away Pages, they give away Keynote, and uh, and and numbers um, with you know any any new Mac, um, right? So that, that that's the first thing I want to touch on. That you know, okay, how good can they be? Well, these are pretty darn good programs, and I, I mean I will take Keynote over PowerPoint any day. I frankly will take Pages over Word anytime I possibly can. Just if nothing else, because of the aesthetics, I know there's a few things. Well, there're probably some things, more things that I realize that Word can do, but I'm not the audience for that. I don't need that. I don't need all those, you know, super high-powered features. So if you do, more power to you. But if not, why spend the money and you know use what what you got? Um, That's
1: true. Well, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of say about that historically about how these things came to be. The fact is the, the Windows Microsoft Office programs, you know, Excel, Word, Power, PowerPoint, those are part of the Office package. And the name kind of implies what they're meant for. The Office, Microsoft was always developing for businesses. I mean, that was their primary market from the very beginning, you know, computers and business. And so these are business programs and that's their heritage. That's their lineage. Apple has always been the computer for the rest of us. So it's been aimed at students, aimed at home users, aimed at small businesses, aimed at people who weren't parts of huge organizations. So they're personal programs. So they start off from a different basis to begin with. Office, what's needed in an office is what those programs cover. Apple stuff, what's needed when you're not in the office? And that's where they started from. They have grown towards one another as the years have gone on. So they have roughly comparable feature sets at this point. And it's sometimes just a matter of taste and psychology as to which one you really want to use or because your business says you need to use this one or that one. But the fact is they're now both really fully featured, but they come from very different places originally and their look and how you interact with them is still conditioned by their heritage.
0: That's well said. That's very well said.
1: Apple also does something else. Microsoft has used Office for a long time to help sell Windows. Apple has long used its iWork programs for a long time to help sell Macs, and now iPads and like that. So they're, they're used to sell different things as well. But one of the reasons Apple gives it away is because it doesn't cost them much to add it to the program It's going to make the Mac so much more attractive to the purchaser of a computer. Hey, I buy this computer and I also get this nifty software that I can use, you know, in my business, I can use to write letters to my kids, you know, I can use to do little presentations for my club, my reading group or what have you. So, you know, that's free. Apple also has another reason for making these programs free. And that's to demonstrate the latest features of their software and hardware environment. So when Apple comes up with a new uh, operating system capability, a way of doing things, Apple will give developers, software developers, examples of how you might want to use it by incorporating those capabilities in Numbers, in Pages, and in Keynote, so you can see, well, this is why we added these features. Here's how you might want to use these features in your own apps. So it's, it's a demonstration as much any, as anything else. So it becomes a way to uh, educate developers. It becomes a way to sell their computers. So selling numbers for a fee doesn't make nearly so much sense to Apple as giving it away for all the other benefits it offers. So that's why it's free. Not necessarily because it's just a cheap ripoff. It's not. No. These are no. rich and deep programs.
0: Yes. If you don't believe it, go read Sharon's book, go read Michael's books. Um, but you know, you brought up something else that that honestly until this moment, I hadn't really thought about making part of this conversation. Um, I have a particular data set, if you will, let's let call it that, that that I update eh, on a weekly basis that I want to have available to me everywhere. Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. or all the time, you know, convenient access. I put it in Numbers because of the sorting capabilities and the the structuring capabilities. And with Numbers, I then have it accessible on my phone anytime I want it. I have accessible on my iPad anytime I want it. It's just, it's always there. It's updated, you know, all but instantly, (laughs) you know, if, Mm -hmm. if, uh, if not instantly. And it is so, I mean, that that right there, I'm finding more and more programs like that, that, you know, they sync through iCloud or in some cases Dropbox that give you your information everywhere. And, mm-hmm. you know, that can, that can have some security implications, but I feel pretty good about the fact that it's Apple. Um, and so where I'm going with this is, first of all, that's that's another feature benefit of using an Apple-oriented program like Michael said, with the you know with the Apple ecosystem infrastructure, but does the book uh, get into any detail on iOS and iPad versions?
1: She doesn't talk about them so much, other than to refer to them from time to time as how they things might be a little different on these platforms. But she focuses primarily on the Mac because she thinks that most spreadsheet numbers users will be starting there. Whereas with a program like Pages. Inspiration may strike you when you're out on a walk with your dog you want to write the next chapter of your book or the next paragraph of the next chapter of your book. You usually don't get hit with the same sorts of inspirations for numerical data. That said, when I, was, when I first got a car, I had a notepad that I kept in the glove compartment so every time I filled up with gas I could say how many miles I've gone since the last fill up. How many gallons I took, what it cost. So I could calculate, you know, is the car losing efficiency? Am I spending more money? Well, I have a spreadsheet to do that now to do that calculation. So every time I fill my car with gas, which is every few months because I don't go much of anywhere, uh, <laughs> I have my phone with me. So when I fill up with gas, I can plug those numbers right into my numbers spreadsheet on my phone to update the log of how my car is doing. When I get back home, it's there on my Mac so I can also update the chart that represents how my car is doing over time because that's all connected. So yeah, I'm struck with occasionally numeric inspiration as well on the road.
0: Yeah. I guess at the end of the day, you know, Michael and I sound like we're trying to sell numbers and, and I guess we kind of are. I'd rather, I'd rather sell it on the idea that this is a tool that's sitting there right now on your Mac, on your iPhone, on your iPad, that you may not be taking advantage of. And, you know, dig into it, play with it a little bit, see how it might work for you. And the best way to do it easily is to do with, with through Take Control of Numbers 3rd Edition. Mm-hmm.
1: That, that's pretty much my take on it as well. If you really like using Word and your business says to use Word, use Word. If you really like to use Excel and your business says to use Excel or whatever situation you're in says to use Excel, use it. But don't ignore this free stuff if you don't have those strictures put upon you because you've got some pretty powerful tools right there at your fingertips that will do things you never thought you might want to be able to do. And I'm I'm all for exploring what you have on the machine when you buy it to make your experience more interesting. You know? You've know,
0: you already paid for it, so why wouldn't you?
1: Why wouldn't it's you? there. Let's find out what this little thing does. I'm a great fan of just playing around and seeing what happens.
0: Well, and one other thing, too, as we wrap this up, um, you know, I, f- I found that obviously I was using spreadsheets before numbers came out. And I felt like uh, probably 85%, maybe 90% of my knowledge about spreadsheets translated over just fine. Sure, there were a couple little things that the interface is different. And in my opinion, in a lot of, in about, well, pretty much all those cases, I think the interface is better because it makes more sense on how to accomplish certain things. But all your formulas, you know, the the concept of building the formulas, using the functions, all that still works. So if you have that knowledge, then you're already probably, you know, a, a, a long way there getting up to speed in numbers. And if you're not... You can dig into numbers, and if you decide that it's not for you or it's not powerful enough, then you can go over and transfer that knowledge back the other direction to Excel. So, Mm
1: -hmm. In In my time, I must have used, and not just played with, but actually productively used for one or two months or longer, 20 or more different word processors, 10 or 15 different spreadsheet programs and a bunch of multimedia and presentation apps. And over that time, I've learned that if you learn too much or you focus too much on the particular software package you're using and trying to get that all under the hood, you'll maybe miss some of the essential concepts which go beyond the one package you're using. Cells, rows and columns, formulas and formulas that refer to other cells, rows and columns, is a standard spreadsheet technique. It's not just something in Excel. When you come to a new spreadsheet program, you have to ask yourself, how do I, impl- how do, I do this particular thing that I know you can do in a spreadsheet because I used to be able to do it over there? So you can separate the concept of what it was, is you want to do with the details about how you do it on that particular spreadsheet. It's like walking into a new kitchen. Oh, we keep the knives over here. We keep the pots over there. But you're still going to need the knives and the pots. You just have to know where to get them.
0: Good example. Good example. Um, what's what's the pricing and upgrade policy on this one, Michael? Gosh, I, I think I
1: think it's a fourteen ninety nine for the book. If you never bought it before, if you bought the pre any version any of the most recent versions, I think there's a discount. I think it's as much as fifty percent. Don't hold me to it because.
0: I don't have to buy any take control books. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're for free.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so so then I'll steer everyone to TakeControlBooks.com com to check out and, the pricing and, information. I think you're about right. Um, that's yeah. th- that's sort of standard take control pricing, and of course there are always sales and bundles mm-hmm. to be to be had. So by all means, please, folks, take a, take advantage of those.
1: A recent version of numbers and registered it with Take Control, you probably got an email telling you exactly how much the new edition will cost you. So that's always a good idea to register your Take Control books, because you can download new versions from the library that you have at Take Control. If there's updates, you can get the updates. You can even comment on the books. So there's a lot of ways, you know, to get feedback and like that as well. So it's not a bad idea to register your Take Control books, especially because they're not copy protected. You can, you know, put them on any device you like.
0: There you go. And take them with you.
1: Exactly. As I do. Uh, I've got a pretty large take control
0: library on my phone. <laughs> I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, Michael, thank you for, for filling in for Sharon because um, I definitely wanted to get the word out on on this book. Um, I just feel like Numbers is one of those underrated programs that could potentially be so useful to so many people. And Well, I'll tell
1: you one thing. As the tech editor, I learned an awful lot about numbers editing this book and things it could do that I didn't have any idea that it could do. And one other thing I would like to point out is that Sharon is a huge fan of providing examples that you can work out on your own within the book to see how a feature works. So she won't just say, here's what this thing does, She'll give you a page or two of build a table, put this in, put this in, put this in, click here, add that formula there, and see what happens. So you actually can get live instruction from her book. She's very good at that, very educational teacher. Great. Um, Great. One of her big strengths, and the fact is that she, a stickler for details. She won't you know gloss over details if she finds them at all interesting. They'll be there and explained and she'll give you her opinion of them as well. <laughs> Which I love you know, editing her stuff. Really do.
0: Well, and that's kind of the take control trademark. You know, this is not supposed to be a manual for numbers. It's supposed to help you take control of it to actually learn to use it. So makes sense. Makes sense. Well, in in the pre-show, Michael and I came up with another idea for another discussion. So we'll be he'll be back. Soon for that, if not for an update to take control of Pages, which
1: now that Apple's just come out with a new version of Pages, it's probably a good time for me to do an update before they come out with the next update and make my update obsolete. Because (laughs) that's that's the wheel to which I have been strapped. (laughs) You could do worse. I could do worse. You could do worse, and it certainly helps me understand all the new stuff that these packages can do because I
0: have to talk about them. Thank you, Michael. It's a pleasure, as always. Really appreciate it. You have a good afternoon, Chuck. You do the same. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is MacVoices. TakeControlBooks.com is where you can pick up Take Control of Numbers, Take Control of Pages, Michael's book, and all the other great books from all the other Take Control authors. And I really, really urge you to go out and check all of them out, because it's one of the best ways to get up to speed quickly on whatever it is that you're, looking at the book for. So, go do it. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices